Hey everyone, welcome to my first podcast, Autism Wired Different. Every week um, I will deep dive into the last 18 years of parenting and pop hopefully another nugget of wisdom up here. I think starting a podcast has been rattling around in my head for a few years and I hope that I can share a little insight into raising autistic kids and bring a little humour in the obstacles that we come across every single day. As with everything we do for the first time, I decided that the best thing to do was to Google autism families. And of course, the fantastic Paddy McGuinness, uh, his wife and their three kids popped up on my feed. Uh, Funny enough, over Christmas, myself and my hubby had been chatting about an article that was written. I think it was almost trying to shame the family for feeding the kids uh, what I think they called an alternative Christmas dinner. I think it was chips and chicken nuggets that the kids were having and and the kids were happy having these but we found it hilarious we're no strangers to chicken nuggets only and then suddenly hating them and the only thing they'll eat is fish fingers and brown pasta and these are placed like two foreign enemies on the same plate never to touch and of course a separate fork to be used for each but so as you do we all do I followed them both on Instagram Immediately, I ran into my husband and told him we were no longer spending any money on doing the house up. And trust me, it needs to be done up. But instead, I was going to get a boob job. He laughed, but he agreed. Anyway, now every time we check into Instagram, there's a beautiful blonde figure looking back at us. And I don't mean Paddy. Although the hubby doesn't mind. So to start, I thought I would tell you my story uh, in as few words as I possibly can. So hopefully it won't bore you all. Maybe some of it will resonate with you or maybe you were at the start of your journey and this might help with some hurdles that you might have in the future. And each week I'll give a little insight into our family and tell a few funny stories along the way. So where will I begin? Um, I think where I am now. So I am mum to four kids technically. One of them is an adult but that's a whole different story. All four kids Um, have disabilities, uh, either between dyspraxia, OCD or sensory processing disorder and three of them have autism. These three are my sons, one's 18 and one's nine, best friends of course, and my daughter who is 13 going on about 26. So about 14 years ago I gave up my job, well some might say it was a job, to me it was a career, something I'd worked really hard for and that I was building but either way I had to give up my job to become a carer and not one to sit still I didn't really enjoy it for too long I genuinely now genuinely was going off my rocker and I needed to work somehow and somewhere and I loved baking with the kids and so I started baking and selling a few cookies and it's just so I felt needed by someone other than my kids and with three kids at that stage I could see there was potential for the business but I needed to stay home and be a carer and the kids were growing and I was trying to help with their needs and their education. Uh, Genuinely and this is completely true but the stress did impact my marriage. Um, I think we sort of the reality that the life we had envisaged for ourselves was not going to happen and that had kicked in. Everything started falling apart, but we built it back up slowly and differently. We kind of just rewired our lives to adapt to our new normal. And now with the Christmas miracle that was baby number four, we started embracing our normal autistic family. 
in the meantime my business was growing which was great I was producing a bake at home cookie mix lots of different flavors dietary needs and I had an employee working for me and we had won lots of awards along the way which is fantastic uh, the idea was always that any kid no matter their needs could make and bake these cookies on their own and it all started with me baking with my own kids and as it was growing I decided it was time to put a plan in place I thought this was just a fantastic idea so the plan was that by the time my eldest was 18 and I had got him through secondary school because that's all we want to do I would ramp up this baby and I would take over the world with my cookie business yeah like that was going to happen and that should have been May 2020 last year but I did start to notice that the other kids had a few issues and four years ago the second son was diagnosed with severe dyspraxia my plan was still doable and while we had the assessment of needs officer here looking at um, my son I told her to have a wee look at the other two and both were though of those kids they were then placed on that never-ending waiting list that is the HSE for early intervention and assessment so um 2020 now well that's a year we won't forget certainly not in this house so we had leave insert junior cert uh, the schools closed we had no SNAs to help the eldest his health was deteriorating I did study with him every day and we just sort of ploughed on and made the most of it May 2020 hit and he turned 18 so woohoo well it was a small woohoo because we were in lockdown at the time and then September 2020 hit and his little brother were, at the age of eight was diagnosed with autism and November 2020 his sister age 13 she was diagnosed with autism and it was a bit of a just a sigh of seriously like you know we were happy to be at the end of it I think myself and my husband because we knew that was it we had them all assessed we nothing else could happen now we just needed I suppose to move on but still so also in 2020 the fantastic news because our 18 year old got into a higher degree course in college well virtual college at the moment in his bedroom trying his best of course I'm still trying to grow this business filling out copious amounts of paperwork for the two newest Aspie kids, contacting schools, seeing if or when they may get some therapy and help. I will say that I had no idea how different each autistic child was. Well, I kind of thought I understood all the different levels of autism, but yet there's even this grey area and fine small changes and differences more so between children and certainly with three of them under one roof. You could see how different they were even though they were quite similar and certainly the difference in girls is huge so now well we live what we would describe as a normal autistic life it's part and parcel of our lives i'm pretty sure the husband is right up there on the spectrum with the kids and i think he would agree with me on that and that kind of takes us up to date uh, in a very brief summary of where we are uh, without going into too much detail um so you know in our home it's very much about making life easy we don't put the kids under unnecessary stress just for the sake of social norms we don't feel the need to justify why we have to take our own cutlery to a restaurant that is if we actually manage to get to one which doesn't happen too often we don't really get out too much with them and we certainly do not feel the need to apologize for our kids we do work only to the strengths and we have 
done that from the beginning and it certainly has paid off and we just leave all the rest behind I mean you know who cares if they'll only stand outside the shower and stick one leg in at a time and soak the floor because they don't like the feel of the water or if they'll only wear clothes backwards or inside out with no tags I mean we certainly don't doesn't bother us at all so hopefully each week I'll skip through some of the events that have caused stress for our kids and how we handle them and also how we preempt every event and do as much preparation as possible you know it may not always get it right but definitely we give it a good go and we don't try to make every event perfect and we don't stress about it we only work to make it comfortable for our own child you know those around us they will have to cope with it but we always make it comfortable for them so as things have gone you know one thing that I've noticed that autism it's very deceiving Um, I think for all intents and purposes anyone looking in would say I have you know a six foot tall hairy 18 year old son but realistically you know he's he's a 14 year old sloth like he just everything takes time everything takes so much effort for him to do every decision that has to be made it really is difficult and a lot of that is because he's afraid of making mistakes he's afraid well what if I choose A over B was A the right answer was B the right answer I don't want to get this wrong and it's battling in his brain the whole time about how do I do things right when actually he just needs to make a decision now when we're working with him we will really narrow it down if there's four or five choices we break it down to two and you do two at a time pick A pick B when we finally pick one then we go as a B or C but even just to make decisions at 18 years old it's difficult and the thing about it with college and with your normal day life he's considered an adult and nobody consults with us and that can be quite stressful for him not because we've done everything for him up to date but because genuinely it is difficult for him to make those decisions and sometimes it could be what underwear to put on what socks to put on which to put on first whether to put on his t-shirt first will he put his t-shirt for the wash so it could take an hour for him to get down the stairs in the morning and then when we do get him down the stairs it could be well which cereal which cereal bowl which spoon so everything just it tends to drag out and it tends to take a little bit longer than you'd like and I think something that hit me last week and I found myself in my kitchen watching and he took an hour he was standing he'd headphones on he's the phone up to his face because as clever and intelligent as he is and he still tends to watch sort of cartoons on YouTube that seems to be his thing he just gets absorbed into them whenever he's not doing something else and he does find comfort in that but he came in to make his lunch I say lunch it took one hour just to make his lunch I watched as he pulled out the toaster and then the bread and took one piece at a time and went to the fridge and which cheese will I have how many slices of cheese will I have and I didn't interrupt and I didn't rush him I didn't make him you know get out of my way I sort of walked around him really feeling that I wanted to say to him get on with it just get on with it make the sandwich go back to your room go back to your 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 chair whatever you're doing you know this hour you're wasting is your time and it was hard to watch but he was happy out he was happy out doing his thing and he kind of left after an hour with his plate of his food the exact same food that he has every single day that has to be in the house and his juice made up and carrying them and his phone and 
still watching his YouTube channel. Um, before he went back up to do his higher degree in augmented and virtual reality, it's a, a bit of a difference between both his lives that he lives. But that's when it hit me that, you know, autism, it's like making a sandwich. It just takes forever. Every single thing in his life is like making that sandwich. Everything is going to take time. Every decision is going to take time. He's 18, but he's not 18. He won't hit those social cues, those norms, the, whether it's, you know, whatever he, job he wants to get or meeting somebody or having a bank account or all those things. He's just not going to hit those at the same time as, you know, I did or, you know, anybody else out there might do. And it's just like that sandwich. It'll end up OK in the end and it'll taste quite nice, no doubt. Um, assuming it's done quick enough and you know the bread doesn't go off but really his autistic life is just like making that sandwich it's just going to drag out and drag out and it's just going to take time there's no point in rushing it you rush it it's all going to fall apart but it will come together and I think you know looking at where he's come from and I will go back over you know all the little obstacles and we, we haven't had it easy and he certainly hasn't had it easy but if you asked him directly you know what's it like what's it like being you what's it like having this in your life being autistic and and having to deal with all this he would tell you directly it's it doesn't mean anything to him because that's the norm that is his life that's normal and it's been normal in our house for 18 years which has really really helped with the two new ones who are diagnosed because although we have told the 13 year old the nine year old will you know when he's ready to find out and it's not a big thing in our house. It's no big deal. You know, he doesn't like the sound of balloons. We don't have balloons at parties because they drive him insane. If anyone touches a balloon, um, the 18 year old just loses it. You know, when I say loses the shit now, believe me, he loses it. And that's fine. So we don't do that. And we don't have big crowds around and he has his own space. And we just, we just adapt. We adapt things, we change things. I keep it as simple as I can and whatever keeps them happy. But I think, that whole realization that um this is not well not that it can be fixed but it's certainly not a quick fix for moving on in life this is going to take time this is something you have to persevere at and i think no matter what stage or where on the spectrum of autism that your child is whether you know they're high functioning or low functioning i think everything is taking time and I've always spent, it was many years ago, I was part of this group and it was all mums. And it was, um, there was, I don't think there was any dads involved at the time, but it was mums of children with autism. Some didn't want to talk about it at all. I was quite happy to talk about it. I think it's better because I was hoping that at the time, I think my son Keen, he was only probably six or seven. And I wanted to talk to people who had 14 year olds and 18 year olds. So I knew what was coming. What do I expect? What can I do? How can I help him? And I think that certainly back then and back at the time, you know, I thought we'd still hit this, the cues, we'd still hit those milestones. And it's accepting the fact that we're not going to hit them. We're not going to hit them yet. We're not going to hit them at the same time, but we will get there. And I can see them. I can see them coming slowly. And, you know, I do tend to say baby steps. So if there is something I want him to do, it's a challenge um, and it takes time. And it could take months, and I mean months, uh, 
three years ago or two years ago I think it was two years ago we sat down with a psychologist um, he was having a chat with him he was having some issues and some struggles and with school and the senior cycle and you know the whole thing was about um, self-preservation and your own health mental health physical health and there was little things set in motion about just showering more and things like that two years later we've got there and it, it did take two years and it took baby steps and we now have him showering more than once a week and because showering took four hours <laughs> that might seem bizarre but trust me showering took four hours and again I could talk about that one for yeah quite a long time we're down to less I think we're down to maybe over an hour maybe maybe an hour and a half but we're now at three times a week that's huge huge milestone so for me for the last month I won't give him any more challenges not yet we'll wait until that one settles in we wait until that one becomes the norm and that he's comfortable with it and then when we think that we've got that one in place I move on to the next one and I don't care I don't care people say oh he should be doing this on his own is he not driving yet is he not meeting his friends is he not going out for walks is he'll get there you know and I think that's the one advice that I would give to anybody just take your time little steps and I'm hoping by talking about it and I'm hoping that you know by coming on here and chatting about all the different age groups and believe me it's so bizarre in our house some of the topics that come up mostly at our dinner table if we're not talking about the greek gods and which one fancied the other one and how they're all related or we could be talking about world war ii and history about hitler and uh you know how he was caught and it, it's just bizarre and if it's not that then it's you know the electronics database program and computers it's just quite random extremely random uh, conversations very interesting there's never a dull moment trust me and there's a few nuggets of time where you just have to sit back and laugh at the kind of stuff that they come out with um but I do hope that you know if there's something in particular anybody wants me to talk about or to tell me how I got through it. We, you know, we've been through everything from birthday parties to weddings, being page boy, holy communions. We did all that one, confirmations, exams, uh, getting through school exams, telling the schools what we wanted. I never leave the schools telling me what they're going to give them. I tell them what we need. Um, studying, finding their feet, finding their voice, being able to decide what to study in college, and that process of elimination that we tend to do quite a lot so you know our theory is if you if you take away everything they don't want to do you're bound to find something that they do want to do and it's worked so far i can only say so far but it certainly worked so far for us um but hopefully we you know this journey can come along with me and there's plenty to talk about and there's loads of fun in it we we don't get down about it it's been a tough year it's been a tough year for everybody I think it's certainly, you know, the whole state exams um, on top of it and having all the kids diagnosed did put a lot of pressure here in our family and on our house. But we just sort of sat back. We're breathing through it. We're going to keep going. Uh, like I say in, in at the beginning of the story, I'm trying to plug on and get my business going too because although it's up and running, I really want to get more involved in it, but I'm so afraid to step away from being the carer that the kids need all the time. You know, the 18 year old got all my attention and I've got him to where he is. And the worry is that if I don't give that same attention to the 13 and nine year old, will they achieve what they potentially could achieve? 
you know they're very clever children and they have great potential but if you don't have that stability and you don't have that time put into you will they get there and I certainly want to you know I wouldn't want to take a risk um that they wouldn't get there just for me to achieve my business so I'm trying to run it in the background I'm trying to get other people to work in it and that I just sort of I'm top level management and get them to do the majority of the work if that sounds right um but I do feel it's it's a good little business it was started from me sitting at the table with my children getting them to touch the dough was to start with the cookie dough because the sensory needs were all over the place and then they got the treat of eating it they had to have the patience to wait for it to cool they had to sit down and work as a team uh, you know we might divide it among them and it gives them a little bit of pride gives me a little bit of pride and now every time we win a little award um, whether it's a food award or a little business award or we have a little milestone they are so proud um although i think the 13 year old thinks that she's going to inherit the whole business it's entirely for her uh, and she's going to make millions out of it but we'll see we'll see what happens um but you know we we don't we don't do what most families do we don't go on yearly holidays um it's just too stressful we tried it once we will try it again but i will tell you the stories later on about the airport the airplane and the stress involved in our very first family holiday which was only two years ago um and it was well planned but no um we we needed a two-year gap so thankfully COVID hit and we didn't have to go again so we certainly needed that so I'm going to leave you with the first time that we I suppose were formally uh told that our child the eldest boy uh was autistic well not formally told really but the first time it was addressed outside this house because I think certainly from a very young age when he would line up the blocks and uh, was able to count at a very young age we just thought we had a genius on our hands and you know the two minds that are me and my other half had created this magnificent person who was going to take over the world and solve all the problems but first day of school four years old in he pops I'm standing at the gate with an old friend and we were both really excited both our children had ended up our first children as well ended up in the same class together and everything was all exciting and the kids came out of school and you know we were really excited to see them and her little boy came out first and he was talking to the mum and she turned around and she said oh wait till I tell you what he said he said there was a little boy sitting under the table when teacher was reading and he was just sitting there going I went oh that's unreal why Keen never said that well lo and behold turned out to be my cane um who couldn't stand the noise of the teacher reading to him and a few weeks later he's in the principal's office four years old now bear in mind and me and the husband are called in to the principal and she says well it's like talking to a 28 year old we're like okay he's only four what what possibly could have you know happened he basically asked her where were the rules that said he couldn't do that because there weren't any and unless she could show him the rules to say that he couldn't sit under the table and make that noise, that he wanted to sit under the table and make that noise, because that made him happy. So these are the funny things that have happened way, way back to us. And there's many more in between. But, you know, you have to laugh. If you don't laugh, you will cry. And there's loads of milestones that he's made too. But I'll always remember that day when it was obvious that he wasn't going to be walked all over he just needed a little bit of guidance and he stood up for himself so we were very proud okay we had to hang our head and go oh that's awful you know for a four-year-old to say but you know deep down 
deep, deep down, we were so, so proud of him. So I'm going to leave it there. And I hopefully will be chatting to everybody next week. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And if you want to um, subscribe or follow my podcast or let me know if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or check out my little business, which is Cookie. It's K-O-O-K-E-E. Um, and our cookie mixes are out there in the stores or you can check out our website and um, hopefully you'll be able to get your hands on some. Thank you all very much for listening.